Hello, hello one, hello all. This is six, successfully unsigned. I am Dave, but you can call me DJ Overheat. Is that what you decided? Oh, DJ okay, Overheat. I didn't know DJ you decided okay. on one. Finally. Yeah. Oh wait, Mr. Overheat. Oh, sorry, Doctor Overheat. Doctor Over. I like that better. Doctor Overheat, MD. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Call me. If I say doctor, if I say doctor, do I need to say MD? You might actually get arrested because it's illegal to impersonate a doctor. Okay, I'm not so. a doctor. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't the, play one on TV either. The, so, what you know? Uh, I mean, there's there's been a lot of famous people that have been like Doctor So and So. Yeah, but they're not actually doctors. They're not. They're not. They're lying. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh man! So much happening right now. This is a people very chaotic. People are so intros. confused. Okay, we are so confused. <laughs> Welcome uh, to Successfully Unsigned. Yes, yes, welcome. We are obviously not successful. Yeah, yeah. So but we are unsigned. We so. are unsigned. Um, this is professional advice from unprofessionals. Clearly. Professional music advice from unprofessionals. Yeah, yeah, music baby. advice. Um, we're going to tell you a little bit about us. Um, you're probably wondering what the costume's about. It's Halloween, so we're dressing up. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, folks. Trick or treat, you know, all that Smell good stuff. Feet. Smell your feet. Uh, no, thank you. All of that. Um, explain it's crusty socks. They're not crusty. <laughs> they have holes in them for oh, breathing David. purposes. Anyways, oh. Everyone, explain what your costumes uh, are, okay? Hey, so I am Top Gun Maverick. Mm. I am Mr. Maverick himself, you know, the one flying in the in the Mach whatever. 15 million the jet Walmart planes. version. Yeah. I'm Just the Walmart. Really I'm the generic, generic version of... <laughs> Shut up! This roasting. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, uh, this year I, I, I decided to pull from my closet from something I've done. It's about four or five years ago. Yeah. Um. And yeah, be Maverick again from from Top Gun, especially since like the new one came out this year. Yeah, that movie um, was good. It was such a, it was such a feel good American movie. You know, <laughs> got to go see that one in a drive in theater. Yeah, it was just great experience. Yeah, great experience. It's such a you know. You ain't Tom Cruise. You're, <laughs> you're Tim Lifeboat. <laughs> what? <laughs> what okay, Mister. What? What are you? I am a pinata. Can I you beat you? Tell. Um, I'm gonna stand up. Actually, <coughs> where, 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 where's the bat? Um, I have an okay. aluminum one. So, fun fact, <laughs> actually. So this out this costume is from when I was in eighth grade. What? Skinny doesn't fit anymore. Uh, <laughs> It does not. Um, as you can see, oh my goodness, <laughs> the legs are very short. But shout out to my grandma Glover, who um, actually shout out to my mom, who cut all the fleece of this and shopped with me for about five hours. Went to like a ton of different stores trying to figure out what costume I wanted to be that year, and I knew wow. she was very frustrated, wow. understandably so. And I was just like, I want to be a pinata, and proceeded to help make this costume. And then my grandma sewed it all on. Anyway, I was this in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I did carry around a stick, and uh, I would like hold candy in like my shirt, and then just like pop it out <laughs> <laughs> when people hit me. That is the most Patty G thing I've um, ever heard. <laughs> anyway, I really didn't get the proper love in eighth grade because I was like, well, I still am very socially awkward, and like did not have many friends in eighth grade, so. Mm. Um, I brought it back a few years ago for a Halloween costume because I didn't really have anything. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we wanted to, I wanted to do a costume <laughs> episode for this. Uh, and we decided to make it our first episode because we're releasing this on Halloween. So awesome. And uh, I was like, well, 
I have the perfect thing. So I found these. Uh, I used to, in eighth grade, I used like party hats, but these are actually unicorn horns, but they're perfect for this costume. Oh, definitely. And then add a little sombrero. And then for accessories, <laughs> I'm a pinata. <laughs> I have a mini pinata. Accessories. <laughs> And my mini pinata has another mini pinata. Oh my gosh, I didn't oh, see wow. that. And I actually have a clay pinata uh, necklace that I made, but I accidentally broke it because I accidentally washed it. But <laughs> one day I'll bring it on here. What oh, I really wanted to do, I found a full size pinata yesterday at like dirt cheap and the ear was ripped off. I honestly should have brought it though. So I could have had a pinata. And that pinata could have pinata. And that pinata could have pinata. That's too convoluted, dude. People are confused at home, Ryan. People pinata are turning session. this podcast off. Anyway, oh, give me candy. Yeah. Um, so what are you, uh, <laughs> Mr. Overheat? I honestly don't know. I don't know kiss what me. I am. Um, oh. I, this is like a purge mask, and it has Kiss Me on it for some reason. Um, so <laughs> I don't remember that part. In the I purge. don't remember that either. So I got the scythe, which doesn't go with it at all. I um, like it though. T- turn the scythe a little bit so everybody can see. Yeah. Yeah. There Actually, we go. you know what you should do? It's very obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. Wait, with your dogs, you should dress them up as little as little sheep, and I you should. can be a shepherd. I sh- but that would is, be so cute. Is this what a shepherd? I don't little know. Little Bo Peep. I think. Wait, what is the scythe for? A scythe is it's like the Grim Reaper. It's either Grim Reaper, like taking yeah, souls to the yeah. afterlife, or like cutting down hay, or like beheading people. Okay, so like yeah, a farmer, so like it dogs. works. Yeah. Or beheading people. I don't want to. My dogs are sweet, though. Yeah, make yeah, them little sheep. Yeah, 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 That'd be so dogs. cute. It would. I, I uh, dressed up Cooper as a referee. That's so ago. cute. Ah. That's so cute. And it was it was. Um, nice. Are you a fan of the Purge movies? Yeah. I love them. I love the Purge. The first I, one's my favorite. I yes, love the that one's the best one. First one's great. Even though the little kid in it. I yeah. Hate it. Mm-hmm. yeah. Stupid. Also, so, David, I feel like you should show people your face because no one knows oh. what you look like right now. <laughs> hey, yeah. this is what I look Aww. like. With that, we should actually do some introductions. Yeah. We'll I do. mean, we, we talked about oh, who yeah. we are as a costume, but who right. are we? Right, right. Thank you Mr. For, for saying I should do that. My name yeah, is the floor. Okay. Um, so my name is David Overstreet. I am from, from Nashville, originally grew up here, um, went to high school at NSA, um, studied guitar there, classically jazz. Um, so what is NSA? Uh, Nashville School of the Arts. It Ooh, is a like a. Fancy. It's considered fancy. like a magnet school, but it's not a magnet school. It's, it's performing arts. He it's was like, living victorious. If you've seen, life. yeah, if you've seen <laughs> Victorious, it's like a very like cheap version of that. <laughs> I love it. I'm so, so jealous of that life. I hope nobody from NSA it, is watching right it now. It honestly was really cool um, because you had like normal classes and then you like had guitar classes and like songwriting classes and it was so like pop ensemble and swing band. It was fun. Um, so how did that lead you to where you are now? So I um, decided that I wanted to pursue music at that point and um, went to MTSU uh, for audio production, studied sound there and um also a little bit of music stuff, and I've been making my own music now for a little over 10 years now. Wow. Almost 10 years. Um, You're old. I am old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kind of like a DIY type stuff. Um, MTSU is where I met Dale, so um, we've been kind of collaborating on some things as well. Um, Go check out his music. It's really good stuff. It yeah. is really as good. Is, as is it's his. Really good. As is his. Yeah. Uh, we're both working on some <laughs> stuff right now. Um so yeah, just doing the doing the music thing. I'm bartending right now. Um, work at a few places downtown and um, one in in Spring Hill. So got two dogs, two two labs. Um, camping in Murfreesboro for right now, and um, yeah, 
just living the dream. If they want to hear your music, where can they find it? Where can they find you? Yeah, if you guys want to uh, listen to my music, it is under, obviously, David Overstreet. It's, it's on Spotify, iTunes, all of that good stuff. Releasing a new song at the beginning of the year. So I'm really, really excited oh, about snap. that. Oh, snap. All right. Exciting. Yeah. Can, Thank you. Are you releasing the name yet? Can we know what it is? Yeah, or? it's called Running It Back. Running It Back. Yeah. All so. right. Yeah, it's in uh, it's in production right now. It's um, I just got to get it mastered and stuff, and then the marketing. So right yeah. on, I, and I love that that you know with a title like that, it's starting at the beginning of the year. That's a that's yeah. cool. You know, you're running the year yep. back. That was kind of the back. thought. That was the thought behind. I it. I love so. it. I love it. Cool. So pass the potato to you, Dale. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you know, I love me some <laughs> potatoes. They're the world's best vegetable. Um, my name is Dale Shackelford, uh, but a lot of times, um, as an artist and online and as a producer and everything, I go by Dale Shack, just a whole lot easier to spell. Um, but some people call me D Shack. Some every now and then will call me Shack. Uh, not Shaq, as common, Shaq but Daddy. I get that some Daleford. <laughs> yeah. There's a multitude Daleford. of names off of all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so I'm originally from Oklahoma. Um, I'm uh, enrolled in Chicksaw Nation, uh, grew up doing a lot of events, a lot of, uh, just being involved with the language, the culture, sports, everything like that. Eventually, I moved out here to Tennessee, um, where I met David going to MTSU. We we uh, were both in the audio production program, the undergrad stuff. Um, great time there. Learned a lot. Uh, I've continued on to the graduate program just because I'm a glutton for punishment and love classes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, have continued learning, doing audio production. Um, there, we also dip into some little video elements, some stuff like that having a lot of fun with it, but I do a lot of, um, a lot of engineering and production. I work now at a theater doing live sound for like children's musicals, for rentals, for other shows, for band concerts, stuff like that stuff that comes through, uh, through the theater here in town. And it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, I still do some engineering and production on the side as far as studio work too. Yeah. Have some songs on the way. Um, going to release a live album, hopefully, my goal is in December. I gotta, Ooh. I gotta finish the last bit of the mixing on it and then get it mastered. And then nice. But you just released a song. I did just release a song here recently. It's called "To the Top of Tiger Hill." If you're from the Middle Tennessee area, go to Tiger Hill. It's in Murfreesboro. Check it out and listen to the song while you're there. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of the song. Uh, it's great. It's a fun it song. Really it's a really good song. It's it's catchy, ladies. So, <laughs> so that's that. You know, that's that's a little bit about me, Patrick. Okay, well, now everyone thinks I'm some random person that showed up because y'all didn't say how you met me. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, me and Dale met through church, and then I met David through Dale. Yeah. So not really that <laughs> exciting. I just wanted to be included. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, oh, my name is Patty G, DJ Patty G, or better known as Patrick. Actually, probably better known as Patty G, Patty G. at this point. Patty G. Um I do not have any audio engineering background, so I am here purely for kicks and giggles because um, I don't know anything about audio engineering. I will insert my opinion here and there. Mm -hmm. Actually, probably way too much. But um, yeah, they're a little more of the technical side, and I'm here to be like, hey, y'all nerds. Come back to Earth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, one thing about you is is just your love for pop culture and your love for music and everything. Oh, yeah. You know. Yes. talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so uh, music has always been a big part of my life. Uh, in middle school, I started doing theater, um, and it was my entire world uh, through high school. I absolutely love theater. I loved choir. I miss it all the time. Um, and when I got to college, I thought about doing it, but I just didn't. 
looking back, probably should have, but uh, I actually ended up getting involved in the radio station at MTSU, WMTS. And uh, I was a DJ there from, hence DJ Patty G. Uh, but I was a DJ there from when I started school. First, first semester as a freshman, I interned, and then I had a show my second semester of my freshman year, and then I had a show running called On the Noise uh, until I graduated five years later. <laughs> so this past spring, is I had my last show, so I'm excited to be doing something that's still involved in the radio world, mm-hmm. uh, just because I do miss having my own show. Um, it'll be kind of weird not having the spotlight just on me, but I guess I can share it. <laughs> you can share it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if, if you're watching the video side of things to this, that's it's, true. I'm it's always in the right. middle. You're in yeah. the middle. You guys just know me so you well. Got the, yeah. the, the, you got the outfits. Yeah. So if you're listening, if you're listening only, you're the head of the table. Check out the video and see what this man's yeah, wearing. Yeah. I, I walked in tonight and I was wearing this like vest that looks like a tiger and like it had, I like have a little tiger Furby necklace on and I walk in and David was like, Oh, cool. Ooh, and I was like, this isn't my costume. This is just what I was wearing. Man, I was fresh before he got fresh. He looked he looked like, I thought he was Charlie Brown at first. And I, was I like, actually have a shirt that looks uh, even more uh, like uh, Charlie Brown. Uh, yeah. I guess that's a good future costume idea. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. Well, before we get started into the content, because I know we're all <laughs> excited about what we're here to talk about, actually, we are going to do a little segment we like to call I don't know. I haven't it's, figured it's it out yet. I was, I was really waiting for you to say something yeah, really cool. I'm like, I, oh, did you figure it out? No, 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 no. You no. figured out the um, it's We're just calling it um, <laughs> the item segment. Um, so we just kind of go around. We have a random item. We talk about what it means to us. Could be funny. Could be meaningful. Maybe a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So, Dale, would you like to start? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll be happy to start. Okay. So my item here is a little CD. Um <laughs> That you want it? Yeah, that is on. This, oh. this is me on it. Oh, nice. Uh, so this is a CD. Uh, so while I was uh, doing my undergrad program here at MTSU, um, I was also in the honors program. I was part of the, the honors transfer fellowship. And as part of that, I had to write this honors thesis. I, I had that um, kind of that privilege to go through and, and receive a lot of help doing that. Mm-hmm. But what I chose to do my honors thesis on was uh, Delta Blues, early like 1920s, 1930s. Um, Delta blues where all of our modern forms of blues stem from, mm-hmm. right? So we're talking about the guys before, you know, Robert Johnson. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, a lot of the ones, and, and some in his era, era too, but yeah. kind of the generation right before he took the stage yep. is what I did a lot of diving into. And then some in his era and some a little bit after. But I, I, looked in, I was looking into um, my belief of how uh, tribal music here, you know, Chickasaw, Choctaw, especially, you know, Creek and Seminole and uh, a lot of the Southeastern tribes, not just those four, but a lot of the South, Southeastern tribes, how their music, uh, how the music, you know, the traditional music really helped inspire, I believe, early Delta blues, how I think it mixed with the other genres and the other influences to kind of be a, a, an influence that nobody talks about very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as, as, as part of this, you know, I wrote, I wrote this thesis, I did a lot of research into this, writing about different individuals um, and different songs and, and, and different analysis uh, of, of those songs. And then to also support that, I, I um, recorded a few songs as well, which is where the CD comes in. Um, the CD is, is a collection of six songs that I performed. Um, some of them I wrote, some of them, you know, I borrowed melodies as, you know, as is, is very common with, with uh, especially older blues. Mm. And then some I, I um, just kind of translated and gave new lyrics to, diff- different things. But it's a collection of six songs, Some, of, like I said, some of which I, I completely wrote that 
I think, highlight some of the similarities. And a lot That's of very it, good. A lot yeah, of I it, listened to it. Well, thanks, Patrick. You know, <laughs> a, lot, uh, a lot of it is is in Chickasaw. You know, like I said, I'm I'm a uh, uh, enrolled member of, of the Chickasaw Nation, Chickasha, and uh, this is something that was very personal to me. Um, and so I, you know, I spent about a year and a half doing research and then making this. So nice. That's my item for the day. And you awesome. can buy it for. Thirty nine ninety nine. Three installments. Just please. shoot me an email. Man, me personally, you yeah. can send the money to me, and I'll give it to him. Don't worry. People are like, "This sounds like a pyramid scheme." Like, is, I, <laughs> you put the money in, and then you take it out, and then it goes back in. Just appears somewhere. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we both just sat back out of the camera. There. Yep. I love it. So um, I don't know how well you can see this. I'm going to try my best to hold it up. This is a Spice Girls backpack. Um, <gasps> never. Don't ever do that to the Spice Girls. No, I'm just like uh, displaying. I'm showing oh. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't trying to like slay them. Slay them. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Continue. The, the Spice Girls do slay. That is That is true. Um, it says girl power on the side, has the Spice Girls all there. We got Posh, Baby, Scary, Sporty, and Ginger. Um, yeah, I love the Spice Girls. And about August of 2020 is really when I started listening to them. Um, and shortly after that, my friend Devin, shout out to Devin from the radio station. Um, she's the reason that all of this has happened because uh, the great escape in Murfreesboro, she found, she found this and she just posted a picture of it on her story. I said, where is that? I need to go immediately. And so I went, they had the backpack there. It's like 20 bucks by the way, which 20. I think is wow. pretty good for good. a vintage backpack. It's pretty big too. Yeah. It holds a lot. Anyway, yeah. I use this for school. Yeah. The um, number of times this man just like walked up behind me or like walked up right next <laughs> to me while I'm walking to class, just doing my own thing. And then I just look over and he'll walk. He would have walked just in front of me. I'm like, he did. That Who's got purpose. this pink backpack yeah, on? <laughs> like you, I remember you showing it off to me like the oh, first time you, when you passed. But I was obviously. like, obviously, I was like, who yeah. is this guy? You I, didn't, I didn't realize it was you because you had my back. You're back to me. The Spice yeah, Girls but. are just so mm, amazing. I wish I wish I had been like more. I wish I would have been alive when they were like at their peak or like more aware. I guess. Um, but like he said, I love pop culture. So Spice Girls are like top tier for me. Spice <laughs> World. Go watch it right now. <laughs> Spice um, World. Wow. You won't be able to find it streaming anywhere. You're going to have to buy the DVD, and you can't buy it on Amazon, so go somewhere and find it. <laughs> it's intense. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but yeah, it. this also, when I found this, I found um, three Spice Girls dolls with it, and that launched a whole other uh, collection of like celebrity dolls. And so I have a whole lot of items that I am ready for for this segment um, but Spice Girls was just definitely the one that was most special. I mean, like very unique. It's like a good rounded, rounded item of all my interests of like '90s, early 2000s, Spice Girls, pop stars, uh, pop culture in general, and music. And uh, I also love Pink. So very nice. Yes. Go very figure, nice. right? I do hate school though. So yeah, that is the one. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, mine is. A little nerdy. Um, so I like comic books a lot. Um, so it's it's kind of torn up. After I saw the movie, I'm a big like Marvel movie fan. I'm like, 
ever since Iron Man came out, I've been at every premiere for every movie on the opening night. What? Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. What? Yeah. I think the, I missed one, and it was um, obviously the ones during COVID. So, like, the Black Widow one came sure. out, like, on, you know. Streaming, yeah. It was streaming. That's insane. Yeah, but I was so committed. I, I saw Infinity War, like, seven times. <laughs> like, in the theater. I spent money. Every single time wow. to go to the theater and watch it. Yeah, I was obsessed. That's like, um, that's intense. It is. That's so, almost, that's almost like 10 years. No, that's over 10 years. Oh, yeah. That's like, oh, eight is years. when yeah. oh, eight. Iron Man yeah. came out. So, yeah. 14 years ago? That's yeah. insane. 14 David. years. So, Dang, good for you. I'll, this comic book, um, a lot of people don't realize, like, in the movie, they like switch the roles. So, like, Iron Man is supposed to be like the government type. You know, he's on the government side, oh. and Captain America is like the rogue. But in the comic book, it's completely opposite. Really, Captain America is the rogue one that's going away from what the government wants. Whoa! And then Iron Man is the one that's like with the government and like wants the accords and stuff. Oh. So, yeah. And then there's like a bunch of like there's X Men in here too, and you know, it's just it's such a great comic book. <laughs> if you haven't gone out and read it, like please do yourself a favor, go out and read it. Uh, my dog kind of tore some of it up, but <laughs> He's pretty cool. that concludes our, our item segment. Bam, bam, so we should probably talk about what this podcast is actually yes, about yes, like yes. 30 minutes later. <laughs> so uh, Successfully Unsigned is a podcast that's going to be geared more towards people who are artists, talented, you know, who have, um, you know, aspirations of being, of, of maybe being signed um, to kind of realize their potential and, and get advice from people who have been around the industry, who have learned about the industry, about how to go about getting noticed, getting attention to, to put the effort into building their brand, that kind of a thing. Um, do you guys have anything to supplement with that, that you would want the audience to, to know about what we do here? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's just advice. Um, some things that we've learned by experience, by listening to others, by, you know, just observing. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, some of it's, some of it's research, you know, a lot of it is, is research, you know, what, what works, what doesn't, you yeah. know, from our own, from our own lives and others of, and, and that's something we want to share with you because, you know, starting as an independent artist is, is tough and, and knowing where to go, especially if you, you know, don't have anyone else guiding you can be a really difficult thing right. to jump off from. So, you know, that's why we're here. We're here to help others start the same way that we did, but maybe with an extra leg up. Mm -hmm. And in a way we're, we're going through this with you, right? So exactly. we're, we're kind of doing this in real time with you. Um, and just like, like you said, just knowing you're not alone, knowing that there are people who are out there trying like scratching and clawing. It's, this is, this is the music business. This is an art. Mm -hmm. It is hard. It is not black and white. The, the path is not always paved like it is, you know, being a lawyer or being a doctor, you do, do this many things and then you're there. It's like, yeah, it's a very tedious process. You have to be willing to get outside of your comfort zone at times, um, to take criticism, to, uh, interact, to, um, to be motivated, you know, mm -hmm. and the hard part is like you mentioned, you're not guaranteed anything. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not guaranteed any kind of success. Yeah. Whether your music is great or whether it isn't. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is like the success is dependent on you, mm -hmm. at, especially at first. And Absolutely. then once you get success, handling that success is a different animal. But, um, as far as achieving that success, that's, that's all dependent on what you put in, what you put in is what you're going to get out. Mm -hmm. But with this podcast, you actually will be successful. Guaranteed. Oh yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed. Just kidding. Don't, we're, we are kidding. Don't sue us. <laughs> Insert one of those, you know, like really fast talking. <laughs> But if you gain success 
based on advice of our podcast, let us know. Yeah. You know, we'd find love us, to hear from let you. Find us, us know. Let us know. Find us on social media. Give us a shout out. <laughs> yeah. But let us know because we, 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 we want to know if it's working. After you're big and famous, go ahead. Get a, yeah. Shout us out. Give us yeah. a kickback. You know? Tell everyone. Yeah. When we come <laughs> to a concert. Us. Yeah. Get yeah, some tickets. Get the VIP passes. Yeah. So, um, did you have anything to add to maybe the message that we? Um, no, not anything exactly. No. Okay. I think you guys summed it up pretty well. Yeah, me and Dale tend to, you know, I don't know, go off on that a little bit. <laughs> a little. <laughs> We're like, this is the 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 main thing you should know, and then it was like ten minutes of like this, 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 and this. But it's a lot. We're gonna sort it out. It's mm-hmm. okay. Just bear um, with our ramblings because all three of us like to talk. Right. All three of us. So um, I hate to hear myself talk, but I love talking. So, um, yeah. So the the first thing I kind of want to post to you guys is like what what do you feel like? Why do you feel like having an identity as an artist is important initially? Like Because no one's going to care unless you do. Right. Like, I mean, I if I can't relate or I can't like pinpoint something about that artist. Me and Dale were just having this conversation about your image as an artist. Yeah. And like, if you can't pinpoint something, then no one's going to remember you. No one's going to care. And, uh, you know, we've been to some concerts and like, we'll be like, Oh, remember this opener? And like, I remember this thing. We were just talking about this opener where they had uh, a guy on keyboard, just super long hair. And he just stared the whole time. And he just like, was really getting into it. Yeah, and it. like, I remember that. I don't even remember don't the name remember of the that. band or anything, but like, I do remember that. Oh, no, you're talking about the bass player. Uh, oh, bass oh, player. Opener, he opened for Chevelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bass yeah. player, yeah. And, um, but then like other yeah. openers for that band, there were like quite a few. I don't remember the other ones. Yeah, there was like four that day. No offense, they were boring. I didn't care. And yeah. that was kind of mean. I probably shouldn't have said that. No, but, no, no. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's honesty. That's, but, but, in all seriousness, like I, you just need to have something that is you mm-hmm. and it's going to take time to find that. So mm-hmm. you're most likely not going to start out unless you like just constantly wear a pinata costume. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you're not going to start out with just like, this is my image and you're going to have to change. You're going to end up changing it some. I mean, we as artists, we as people change all the time, constantly changing our style and such. And so you're going to evolve as an artist as you go. But um, just kind of being consistent, and when you do start to change, you're still consistent with that change and being slow with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. That that identity of who you are is is really important. You know, for like you kind of outline for other people watching and, and knowing, but also for yourself. You know, you you need that identity. You know, as as an artist, as an individual. You know, as a collective of of who the people you hang around. I mean, everything comes down to, well, not everything. But also everything comes down to this idea of self-identity of who are you. Mm-hmm. You have to know who you are to know where you need to go. Mm-hmm. You have to have an idea of where you're at to be able to know on a map where you want to go. Right. And so that identity is super important, you know. And um, but also, like you said, for other people, they have to know who you are to ever care about you or ever want to buy your stuff or ever want to listen to your music. Because if you're just sounding like everybody else and you look like everybody else. And everything about you is like everybody else. What's going to separate you from mm-hmm. everybody else? Yeah. No, I think it all kind of starts with like, you have to love what you do. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean just like, oh, it's fun to play music sometimes. I mean, you have to have a passion for mm-hmm. what you do. Mm-hmm. Because in the times when it's frustrating you and when you feel like you're hitting a, mm-hmm. a dead end and you've, 
you know, you've hit a wall, you're going to have to come back to that passion, mm-hmm. right? So that's like, who are you, right? What, mm-hmm. what, what makes you, you know, want to do what you do? Like, you know, and it can't just be like, <clears throat> like it, it's kind of a fun hobby or, you know, it, it, it can be a fun hobby, but if it's like, if you want to make this a career, if you want to make this something that you, um, you can count on, like you, you have to be like fully invested. And like it, you said, it's, it's work. It is. It's work. You know, it is. You have to put in the work, but it also, if you're, if, if this, I think the word you used was career, which is a great word for it. Mm-hmm. If it's your career, it is your job. It is your work. You have to be able to push through stuff, even if you're not feeling it that day. Even if you don't feel like writing a song, write a song, make yourself do it. You know, even if you don't feel like, you know, mixing or, or, or doing something, you know, on the technical side of things, whatever it is, sometimes you still have to do it. You still have to practice. You still have to put yourself out there and mm-hmm. put in the work. Which kind of brings me to, you know, community when it comes to being an artist like i know one of the main drivers for me is like when i go support my friends who are playing music it makes me want to play more Mm -hmm. it makes me want to you know like i I, my last girlfriend she was a dj and she would constantly play shows downtown Mm -hmm. and i'd be there like supporting her i'd be going crazy whatever and the whole time i'm sitting there thinking like i need to get on my stuff like i need to Mm -hmm. And that's not like a knock, like she, she's very successful. And I'm like, that's, that's a good thing, right? Sitting there and being like, I need to get on my stuff. Like I need to make sure that I'm like, this, this is what I love to do too. I'm just not putting in the work that I should. Mm-hmm. And just kind of constantly having those reminders of like, this is what I love. You know, um, it, it kind of motivates you to get back in there. So um, having community really helps go support your your friends who who also love mm-hmm. music stick yeah keep and them lo- close <laughs> and collaborate with them i mean that yeah. also keeps you motivated and keeps you driven especially in a collaborated piece you are gonna pay more attention to your deadlines and be more on top of them because mm-hmm. uh, it's embarrassing if you don't <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and you know also with that aside from from all of those aspects on the business side of things you know if you're collaborating with other people you're also you know, getting exposure to another s- you know, group of people that you might not normally be around, you know, all of their friends, all of their fans, mm-hmm, all of, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, the people that are around them, you get to meet those people, you get to make those connections, you get to make potential new fans, especially if you're in the same genre, mm-hmm. but you get to, you get to create new relationships with new people. And all of that is extremely important and, and vice versa. You know, it's, it's give and take that other person also gets to do that mm-hmm. with your people. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure people in the music business have told you this before, but it's not really what you know, it's who you know. Exactly. You, mm-hmm. you should know some things, yeah. obviously, about music, but like it's who you know, mm-hmm. right? There, I mean, are countless people that that I've known um, through high school who, who you know, may not have all the talent in the world, but they just know a ton of people because they put themselves out there yeah. and they found their niche through that person. Mm-hmm. All it takes is business. one door. Yeah. All it takes is one door to open up. Mm-hmm. So, um, kind of want to transition to, you know, taking like having work um, as an artist and like you you know those people who who have maybe have a song like on their phone or something or like mm-hmm. have a SoundCloud that they may use but they're afraid to show their music. They're afraid to yeah. kind of put themselves out there. <laughs> what would you guys say to those? We've all been there. Kind of, yeah, yeah, we've all been we've there. All yeah. been there. Yeah. What would you guys say to those artists who struggle with that? Oh man. Um, I would say that a great girl group once said, go on and do it. (laughs) But in all seriousness, I have struggled with this literally since the beginning of time. I feel like 
Um, I don't, I don't do music or anything, but I am a very like creative person. And there are a lot of things I do enjoy doing that. I'm like, man, I should really work on putting myself out there mm-hmm. a lot better. And I still struggle with that so much today. Um, when I was a, when I was a DJ, I hated posting being like, everyone come watch my show mm-hmm. because it's just like awkward. And like, I yeah. know when I've watched other people, especially when they're starting out with something, I, I'm going to judge it. Like I'm going to judge it. And I'm, sometimes I'm going to think, man, that was really bad. And I'm like, man, I'm very judgmental. So what are people going to say when they see my thing? But the thing is, is that no one's first project is going to look good. Yeah. It's never Dale, you would know. Oh, yeah. We have something oh, yeah. we can show. Oh, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, like I just, it, it's one of those things where you just got to do it and you just got to like get over the mental block and it's something I'm still working well, on for sure. Well, real quick, I'm sorry to cut you off there. No, but, you're good. Um, I think first and foremost, this is about you, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, it shouldn't be about yes. what people yes, think. Yes, exactly. Um, you should do it because you love to do it, like yep. we mentioned earlier, but um, it is important to make an impression. Yes. Is what you're saying, right? Yes. Yeah. But I I completely agree with you, and I think that helps get over the mental block of mm-hmm. like, okay, so who cares what these people think? A, first of all, they're probably not going to tell you to your face, so yeah. whatever. Just don't think about it. Mm-hmm. And secondly, like you said, it's not for them. It's for you. And so yeah. um, if you want to make a eight-minute song, okay, well, it might not be very successful, but if you love it, then go do it. <laughs> you know, to, to, to the people who are first starting out and have that song that's just on their phone or, or have that song that they've written and haven't shared. Um, <laughs> the story time. I, I remember the first song that I ever wrote that I used, you know, just my personal experience and my personal emotions and put into it. Um, I mean, before that, I'd written a couple songs, but all of it was pretty generic stuff. It wasn't anything that I felt was, um, it, you know, I, I felt like, uh, you know, it wasn't anything that, you know, those other songs weren't anything that I put you know, my personal feeling and my personal emotion to. And the first song that I wrote that I did put that kind of spin into it, I remember going and I was so nervous, you know, to, to share it. Um, you know, my, my dad loves music. He taught me a lot I know about music. Um, and I remember going in the living room. I was like, hey, you know, I, I just wrote this song, you know, uh, 30 minutes ago. And, and my dad's very honest with me about my stuff. He'll tell me if he thinks it's trash and he, he will, he'll just say, I felt like he took a bazooka to that bridge and that shouldn't even be there. It's a good dad That's right there. actual things that he's told me about some of my songs. Yeah. But this song, I went in there and I was super nervous. I showed it to him and I think I had a sister sitting there. My mom was sitting there and I sang this song. I, I was in my feels that day and, uh, you know, he didn't tell me it was good. That's not what he told me. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell me it was bad. Mm-hmm. he told me, well, actually, he didn't even tell anything to me. His first words after the song was he looked over at my mom. He said, we're going to be going through something when uh, when he has his first heartbreak. <laughs> just wait, or, or, or something to that effect. You know, just wait yeah. for his first heartbreak. Like, wow, it's going to be, you know, because yeah. that was a, it was a moody song. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't even about a girl. So <laughs> <laughs> he's like, man, we're, we're going to be in for something. Was but, it about a guy? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. Um, but no, I mean, it, but in its own right, that was encouragement because my goal of letting that be an expression of myself and how I felt that day was successful. You know, was the song good? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But was 
the point and the 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 feeling behind the song conveyed to who mm-hmm. I sang it to. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the point that got across of, I mean, that day I, I was feeling lonely. I, I was feeling, you know, totally kind of isolated from my friends and stuff like that. And that's what inspired the song. And that's what came out, you know, when I, when I, you know, um, sang it. Yeah. People can always, oh, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, throw it out there, whether people like it or not, it'll be an encouragement. Cause you're like, Hey, I've taken this step. I've put something out there. I've, I've, I've showed other people besides myself. And I know it was still family at that point, but that's the first step. You know, yeah. if you, if you have a good family mm-hmm. group that you can show stuff to, and you're too nervous to show your friends, show your family first. Mm-hmm. And that'll be a first step. And then you can show your friends mm-hmm. and then you can show other people, maybe their friends. And then you can yeah. show the world, you know, mm-hmm. and build on that. Yeah. And people can tell when you're being genuine and when you are mm-hmm. passionate about it. And so that's why it's important to have that passion because Absolutely. people can recognize that and like whether they necessarily think the song itself is good or not, they can tell that you are that it means something to you. And so they're going to people who are, you know, truly care about you, they're going to support you. And then that's just going to build. And then there will be people who are going to enjoy whatever you put out. Yeah. I think it's, um, you know, there, there are different motivations for sharing your, your music. Right. I think that really there's a process where you make the song and it's an extension of how you feel, right? And it's and it's it's an artistic expression. When you make the jump to show other people, what you're effectively doing is one of two things, right? You're either wanting praise or you're wanting to get better. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, showing your showing your family is a good way to get a little bit of both. Right, um, you know, because your family hopefully will not be too harsh with you about your music. But when when you take that jump, you know, this is why most people don't share a lot of their music. It's because they're afraid of something bad being said about it, or yeah. something that could challenge them, right, and get them out of their comfort zone and make them feel kind of inadequate about their music. But Again, it's like we said earlier, it's an extension of you. That's the first Mm -hmm. thing you need to remember. That is your music. That is your art. Mm -hmm. And someone appreciates it. Mm -hmm. Someone does. Um, But, you know, there are people that have been around this industry. There are people that have been exposed to a lot of different things. And if this is, it comes back to, if this is a passion of yours, if this is something that you want to make into a career, a life for yourself, you have to be willing to put your stuff out there and get criticism, yeah. right or wrong, whether the person is experienced or if they're just, you know, a bystander. I, I started out showing my stuff to, you know, maybe like a girl I was seeing or maybe my, my parents or something. Even my parents was a hard sell. I was like, I don't want my parents to hear this. <laughs> It'd be the last people I would show. But um, and then it got to where I was like, okay, I need one friend to hear this. I need one person in the business and I need one person that's not involved with anything. Mm-hmm. Right. One random person at work or something. Hey, listen to this. Tell me what you think. Honestly. Right. Tell me, tell me when you want to turn this off. Like, and so, yeah, like make sure you're coming into it with the right motivations, right? Mm-hmm. Like sh- share your music, please share your music, but be ready for that yeah. good and bad. Right. Because like it or, or not not everyone is going to like your music. There are yeah. going to be people who do. And those are the people that you want to find, mm-hmm. you know, eventually. 
But when you're in, when you're in the mode of trying to practice and, and and become better, especially when it's early on, a lot of your early songs are probably not going to be objectively as yeah. far as or commercially good. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. of them are not going to be. I don't know how many songs I've written, and a ton of those are not commercially pleasant. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are like I wouldn't even play to myself at this point, so I don't play them. Mm-hmm. But they were a, a starting point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I liked them at the time I wrote them. Otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't have written them. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that, you know, as far as a business move, mm-hmm. some of those songs, you know, they're practice. Mm-hmm. Use them as such. But if you but you still need to share that stuff, especially early on when that's all you have and that's your starting place. Because, you know, other people can help you learn where you're at. Yeah. You know, when you're first writing and you can, they can help you learn, oh, I didn't even realize I was doing this or I, I didn't realize I wasn't doing this. Yeah. You know, like a lot of my early stuff didn't have reoccurring melodies. Right. I didn't realize that. To me, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a melody. I can hear it. I'm singing it. Yep. And people, and you know, I'd, I'd have family or I'd have friends like, yeah, this is, it sounds yeah. nice, but I, I, I wouldn't be able to sing along. I don't know the melody. Man, that is so important. It's like if you if you are able to, for lack of a better way of putting this, put your ego aside. Yes. If you have, mm-hmm. you know, because some artists I know may have that, right? And it's not like a... Uh, like a I don't know annoying thing it's just kind of like again it goes back to they don't want to be told that what they're doing Mm -hmm. may not be working and for me it was like it wasn't that what I was doing wasn't working it was that I had so much more that I could do and -hmm. I just didn't want to open my mind up to it like when I went before I went to NSA I was mainly like writing songs with like three chords and like you know it was mainly lyrical lyrically driven and then I got to NSA and I was like, there, there's so much more here that I could be doing. Mm-hmm. There's so much more that I could be doing to make my song interesting. And all I had to do was just watch people play. And all I had yeah. to do was just listen to a teacher or mm-hmm. listen to a friend who's like, that's good, but maybe try this. Like, here, and then listen to their music. And then, you know, like, because like it or not, like, we all like pull ideas from other things we hear. That's how we formulate yeah. our style, right? I mean, all of our music is based off of what? 12 notes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, and 12 notes. 12 exactly. notes. I mean, that's that's and so everything is a remix essentially. So go mm-hmm. play with other people, go listen to their stuff because, mm-hmm. yeah, I've learned the most by playing with other people. Yeah, and like, whoa, how did you do that? Like, you like, like the last concert, um, that that, that I, you know, as, as an artist performed, and you, you know, you came and played guitar with me, mm-hmm. and there were things that you that, that you played that, you know, during the concert, I, I may or may not have noticed because we were playing and everything, but going back and listening to the recordings, I was like, oh. I really like that. That was really cool, you know. Gotcha. And it's, it's it's you know it's a conversation that you and I haven't haven't ha- actually had yet. Yeah. But like, there's a number of things I was like, that's really cool. I like that, and I want to you know I want to figure out how you did that. Yeah. You know, but but that's by playing with someone else and yeah. hearing their rendition of the same thing that you created. Yeah. But you know, it's not to say that wherever you're at now, you know, don't just completely abandon it, no. but grow from it. So yeah. if 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 three chords is all you know, three chords is all you know, use it. Go learn more. But use yeah. it, you yeah. know. And I, I, I've told you know this story to Dale before, but there's a guy who, you know, I went to uh, school with. He he moved in with me um, back in 2016, 2017, and you know his girlfriend had just kind of like left him, and it was a really sad situation. And he picked up music, and he knew like three chords. But the thing about him was he knew how to write lyrics that captivated people. 
and that just kept him interested. And he would play shows, and I would literally watch people just staring at him, like, in awe of, like, some of the things that he would say, and they were just so powerful. And that was his way of speaking, right? So it wasn't about his technical skills. It was about what he had to say, which, again, what what can you bring to the table? I think that yeah. sums up this episode perfectly. It comes what back to, to identity. Mm-hmm. You know, who? what are you trying to, you know, what, what, what kind of identity are you trying to present to the world? Are you presenting yourself as a lyricist? Mm-hmm. Are you presenting yourself as a musician? Are you presenting yourself as a songwriter? Are you mm-hmm. presenting yourself purely as a performer? Mm-hmm. Because all of those things are going to create for a different kind of outlook. Right. You know, whether you're needing to learn every chord in in the book and in every other book yeah or are you needing to to you know work with a musician Mm -hmm. have them come in and they play the music and you just write the lyrics and sing yeah you know what are you trying to do and that comes back to identity what are you what are you trying to identify yourself as for the world to see right patty g we have closing closing arguments closing thoughts arguments Um, do you agree or disagree (laughs) (laughs) yay or nay um, <laughs> I don't. I don't have anything. We just, but we we put him in all over there. He was yeah, just, he was just I'm speechless. just speechless. You yeah. guys are just so wise beyond your years. <laughs> so I mean, I, I guess we could kind of come at it from a different perspective. Um, of, of like, how how do you know when an artist has an identity, wh- or if they're just blending in with others? Like, what what about an artist? would make them stand out to you? Um, honestly, I guess I don't really realize it. I guess I don't really realize it until, uh, I mean, I guess if until a day or two after I have discovered them or mm-hmm. watched them play, if I am feeling like I want to go back and see that person play again, or I want to go back and listen to that person's music. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I guess just like when I discover a new artist or a new song or something, if I am going back and playing over and over again, when I'm listening to it, I might be like, Oh, this is nice. Like I, when it comes to like music and really pop culture in general, I, I have a pretty open mind of just being like, Oh yeah, I enjoyed this about it. I enjoyed this about it. The Mm -hmm. end. Yeah. Um, but what really gets me is when I have realized, okay, this is something that I want to keep around or, um, I mean, like, I will go and, like, check them out. Like, if, And if I see them perform live, what's their energy like? What's what's yeah. their outfit like? Right, I mean, to style. me, that's a, yeah. that's a big yeah. deal. Yeah. And so just anything like that, um, I don't know. I mean, just if you can keep me coming back, right. then make it fun. that's what's important. Yeah, make, right. it, make, it, fun. make it appealing. And obviously, and everyone should have different appeals. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you just sit there on a stool with a guitar wearing, like, I don't know, jeans and a T-shirt and just – sing the whole time a bunch of like slow indie songs no offense i'm no one's no one cares (laughs) 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 ouch i mean that's what i'm gonna do saturday Mm. (laughs) that's different though he's but you will have a hat too i'll have a hat you'll have you'll have have a a nice cool hat so that that makes you different yeah Boom. And you got rocket boots i got rocket boots boots. yeah (laughs) and also like that's for like a family event like yeah. outdoor yeah. thing it's not yeah. like a full-on yeah. production yeah. Keep, 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 yeah keep in mind what you're performing at yeah and yes. what the what the needs yes, are if you're, sure. if you're sitting in the back of a coffee shop don't expect to be going wild you know <laughs> i mean or you could you can you could. If, if, you, if you're if you're successful in pulling that off 
awesome. Do it. But, you know, mash. people are hopped up on coffee. They might. David, for your next performance, it. I think you should bring that side. I might. 100%. <laughs> I might play the side. 100%. Figure out You'd how to play. You'd be like Alice yes. Cooper with the guillotine. There it is. There it is. Yeah, David, uh, 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 what, what, what was it? Overcooked? No. Overheat? Overheat. <laughs> Overheat. Overcooked. <laughs> I was going to be overthinking. When oh yeah, yeah, that was a good cook. game. I love that game. Uh, it's so, so cute. It's hard. It is hard. It's hard. <laughs> Talk about collaboration. <laughs> yeah, well, on that note, um, we're gonna wrap this one up for for today. Um, Thanks for watching. Come thank back. Thank you guys for watching. The next episode, we're gonna be talking about what makes a song catchy. Spice so Girls. Tune Go in listen to some Spice Girls. Right. Go listen. And to happy, Spice Halloween. Girls. Happy, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Have a great and safe Halloween. Stay safe. Have cardiac arrest. For Stay me. safe. If and. Don't. Wear a great costume. If your costume's basic, figure something else out. Little tip. You want to go to neighborhoods with middle-of-the-road income families, right? Because the richer they are, the less candy they give you. I don't know why that correlates, but it's a thing, okay? They were going to give you one Tootsie Roll. I'm not pointing any fingers, Brandywine Point in Hermitage, Tennessee. I'm not pointing any fingers. But Yikes. if I was pointing fingers, it would be... That neighborhood. <laughs> okay. Have a safe Halloween. We'll see you guys next time. Wise words from over here.